Welcome to the Michigan Opportunity, an economic development podcast featuring candid conversations with business leaders across Michigan. You'll hear firsthand accounts from Michigan business leaders and innovators about how the state is driving job growth and business investment, supporting a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem, building vibrant communities, and helping to attract and retain one of the most diverse and significant workforces in the nation. Hello, I'm Ed Clementi, your host, and today we're very fortunate to have Roberta Delalio. I know I messed it up, but you are the director for Eureta, which is the European Association of Development Agencies, correct? Yeah, it's the European Eurada. Yes. It's the European Association of Development Agencies. Yeah, you're right. And my name my surname is Dallolio. If my mom and dad were alive, they'd be mad at me for not saying it right. But uh, I, I appreciate it. And I really want to thank you for doing this podcast, Roberta, because um, you're in uh, Trento. And you, and you are actually six hours ahead of us. So it's like 930 there or whatever time, pretty late at night. And we really appreciate you doing this. And uh, why don't you explain just a little bit what the organization does and what you're trying to accomplish? Because you're part of the European Union, right? Isn't this a division of it or something like that? Yes. So let me let me give you uh, some uh, some data and info about uh, Eurada, what we are, what we do, and why we have been created in 1992. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank you for this opportunity. Uh, I'm really excited to do this uh, kind exercise, and I really hope to uh, explain in 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 the right way uh, what we do. And this is difficult because I often have problems when I I try to explain to my parents what I do, <laughs> which is my job, and. Uh, uh, when you need more than uh, three words in order to explain what you do, it's always uh, you always see in the faces a question mark. So the, the, this is my destiny, and I have to accept it anyway. So let let's go to the to our uh, back to Eurada. Eurada is uh, an European association which has been created in 1992 by Christian Soblen. He was an ex functioner a former functioner of the European Commission, and he was very fond of uh, uh, local development. And at the time when the uh, uh, European Commission started the process of looking more carefully uh, at uh, local development in respect of national development or taking care about what is local development, territorial development, and which is uh, how much is important to take into consideration the needs at territorial level and local level and the potential answers to that need, which can be uh, orchestrated better by local actors. Of course, in agreement also with the national level and the other different layers of government. So going back to URADA, URADA is an association of uh, more or less 70 uh, um, 
regional development agencies or metropolitan development agencies agencies located in 20 European countries uh, and uh, also uh, in, um, in, in Turkey and in the Balkan countries. We call them, these countries, the pre-accession countries like Serbia and uh, other countries which are not yet inside the European Union. Uh, why Eurada has been created? Uh, it, it was created because uh, there was this need of uh, supporting the development of uh, policies which could better respond to the needs at, uh, at uh, sub-national level. Um, and at the moment, let's say that we can synthesize our uh, our work with um, six P's. We, we would like to say six P, like uh, the following policy. That is, we have to uh, be careful to analyze uh, which are uh, the policy trends for territorial development at a European, but also at global level, which are the key issues for RDAs and their stakeholders in order to create the condition for anticipating these policies and uh, maybe also uh, influence the development of these policies and diffuse and share information on uh, funding opportunities. Then uh, processes. We, we try together in the network by a kind of peer exercise to observe and facilitate um, and share the processes of development among the different regional development agencies in uh, on the on the matters which uh, on the on the topics which deal with the innovation uh, investment attraction uh, territorial management urban regeneration um, the risk killing skilling creation of startup clusters and ecosystem coordination then performance so all this is done in order to enhance the performance of RDAs, who, uh, which have to work together with the local governments in order to assure a smooth and, uh, um, and uh, a smooth uh, implementation of different policies in, in different uh, economic and social areas. Uh, so we, we try to share these tools for the policy implementation together, we try to monitor the effect of the policies and to gather data and to confront uh, and to make a confrontation of the different data and on the impact of our activities. Then the other P is project development. So on this basis, we try to develop common projects among Europe at interregional level and if we do this in the right way, we can assure as a, a network the positioning of our uh, members and of their territories on key topics of, uh, uh, of development and on the different uh, occasion of consultations which are created by the European Union institutions. And then, of course, we also support the creation of partnership among RDAs at European level, um, but not only on, uh, on the European scenario, 
but also at international level. So we have a lot of cooperation and collaboration activities with OECD, with the IEDC, uh, and uh, just yesterday I had the meeting with the CEO of IEDC. That's how we met, actually, was through Nathan Ole, right? Yeah, with Nathan Ole. With and, the International uh, Economic Development is it Council? I don't know the seat. Exactly. The International yes. Economic Development Council. And we we used to uh, to take part actively, if possible, to their annual conference. Next conference will be in, in, in Dallas in, in autumn, in September. And we really hope... Uh, uh in that occasion to uh, to to contribute to the to to the event to this conference and to have the opportunity to network with the economic developers of the United States IEDC is not only uh, as members not only the United States but mainly in the United States so this is more or less what we do and uh, and let's say that the main concern in this moment, if you want to, if we want to go a little bit in in deep on uh, on the on the main topics, uh, which are uh, let's say the, the 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 area of activity of regional development agencies, uh, do not forget that regional development agencies or metropolitan development agencies are. Um, have been created or are created usually by public, local or regional public authorities and uh, they are the result, in a certain sense, of a pact among different stakeholders in the territory. Uh, this means that uh, um, often regional development agencies support the public administration and the regional ecosystem in trying to develop activities um, and innovation and in the coordination and animation of these ecosystem. The ecosystem are, are made by uh, the clusters, which are association of uh, uh, private companies, big and, and small companies, um, vocational and education and training organization, academies, uh, and public administrations. So the activity in a certain sense is a big contribution to the multi-level governance at local level for the sake of uh, economic development. So uh, the area of activity, like I said, are talent attraction, for example, with this, the demographic crisis in order to face the big demographic crisis that we assist in Europe, but not only in Europe, and to tackle this demographic crisis and the, the need of reskilling and skilling and to have uh, people uh, well-trained and well-educated um, above all in order to to face the just and green and digital transition, which is our big concern, try also to see immigration as an opportunity and not only as a threat, as a threat, and to uh, in order to enhance investment in education and, con and uh, long life learning. Then another tool on which we try to work and we try to diffuse the methodologies is the strategic foresight. The, for example, also 
uh, the, the urban regeneration activities dealing with the um, in, uh, regenerative investment, for example, and uh, and of course all the classical activity of the economic development, which are investment attraction, territorial marketing, but also another interesting uh, action is uh, the uh, peer learning that uh, Urada supports among the different economic developers at territorial level in order to support public administration to manage the big crises which can be due to uh, health problem like we had with COVID, but also uh, disasters like earthquake, flooding, so managing all the actions that have to be taken uh, before, during, and after this, uh, uh, this event. You're listening to The Michigan Opportunity, featuring candid conversations with Michigan business leaders on what makes Michigan a leading state to live, work, and play. Listen to more episodes at michiganbusiness.org forward slash podcast. So can let me ask a couple of questions then, because... I would imagine just I've traveled to Europe quite a lot. So is the bigger challenge you have with the 20 countries and then 70 separate sort of autonomous economic development organizations is that they're all different, too. Right. I mean, obviously, in America, our states are different, but you're working with different countries. So I would imagine different bureaucracies, different types of governments. Does that make your job a little more challenging then trying to coordinate them all? Sure, it's not easy. It's not easy, even if belonging to the European Union, uh, there are some uh, uh, rules which are common, of course. But uh, we try to make uh, a value of these differences. And uh, of course, there is also competition among the different states. Right, right. That's for sure. And among the different regions. I think that in the future we will have to uh, to to take seriously this aspect, to take this aspect more seriously into consideration, at least at state level. Because if you want to build a union, which is really a union, we have to give up to some uh, universal standard, right? In, in in favor of the union, in favor of the union. Well, I mean. You know, and how old is the EU now? I mean, I know it's been being developed since like after World War II, sort of, but it's also really come into its own just in the last 20 years, right? It's really gotten more substantial in the last 20 years with membership and all those kind of things. Is that correct or am I off? Yes, it is in the sense that I, I, I'm a convinced European uh, fan uh, since I was at uh, the university. And it's not by chance that I'm doing this kind of work. And uh, I I really support the cooperation among uh, the countries belonging to the European Union. But I also support the global cooperation. And uh, I I don't like, uh, let's say, I, I really believe that we have a lot to learn one from each other. That's why I insist in working with the uh, IEDC and try to find ways to cooperate uh, at, uh, let's say, uh, together 
together with all the different regions, because we really believe that we can, uh, we have a lot to say to, to for for um, for you. Let's say we have a lot to give, a lot to take, but a, also a lot to give, and we can be a source of inspiration for uh, many aspects, mainly if we think about our welfare policies or if we think about uh, uh, our social economy um, and uh, uh, our history, which is really, really important and uh, like like yours. Well, you know, you know, you know, evolution is always a slow process. You know, it's so it's hard. Even if you look at, I used to teach Michigan or U.S. history, but even the banking system for the United States took a long time to get organized over many, many decades. And then it always was some kind of financial sort of recession or something that made the banking system stronger because everybody had to give up things at the state level, at the federal level. So your path, I mean, I think you made the, I think one of the more interesting points you said right in the beginning is trying to explain to people what economic development is because it's, it's a very complicated field and it can mean something different almost from season to season as it is from year to year and country to country. So you've got a huge, it's a big challenge you do. And I think, you know, it's got to be rewarding when you get your things, but also I would imagine you also learn a lot from your individual members too, as how they do best practices, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, let's say, uh, the economic development cannot go without uh, other uh, uh, kind of development in the sense that I believe that the basis, the base is education. The base is to have young people well educated, well uh, with the with the culture, with the understanding, uh, deep understanding of where they are and why and what can they do in order to. Uh, support the development of the society in which they are uh, they they are living. So uh, I believe that economic development is just one aspect of development, and uh, you cannot have economic development if you not, do not have human development. So for me, economic development have to be seen with all, uh, take into consideration all this aspect with a kind of holistic approach, take into consideration all the different actors and the role that they can play, take into consideration the integration of the different policies, not only economic for economic, but economic for the development of human being in general or a development of human being for uh, well-being. And you were you were a professor, right, uh, at Bologna University of Bologna? No, I've been. I had the opportunity to to teach sometimes at the university. Uh, always uh, the, the teaching uh, EU policies and programs, trying to uh, transfer the the skills in order to take part uh, actively to international cooperation programs, for example. But uh, I'm not a professor. I, I'm I'm just a practitioner. I'm not a professor at all. Would but you, uh, 
Did you go to the University of Bologna, though, yourself? Yes, yes, yes. I, I studied law at the University of Bologna and I graduated in the international law. At the time, the European Union was not yet European Union because the treaty was not yet signed. (laughs) But I was already fond of it. And you, you, you are, you know, even though you're located, you know, work-wise in Brussels, uh, obviously you, uh, that's not a Brussels accent you have, it's an Italian accent because you're from Bologna area. And, um, but how many, do you speak other languages, obviously, besides English? Do you have to know any other languages yeah. because of the EU? I, I, because I, I speak Spanish, uh, French and, and English. And I studied German for three years, but I'm not able to talk. And I think it's a wonderful language, but I cannot talk. I've been, uh, I've been working, um, a lot in uh, Latin America in the past, uh, in Lebanon, in Libya. Now, in the, in this moment, I have a, pro, a cooperation project in Libya dealing with multi-level governance. And uh, but of course, my my big passion is Latin America, uh, and uh, I, I worked with a great pleasure on uh, on multi-level governance and the creation of regional development agencies in Argentina, Brazil, and Colombia. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I've been to all of them. They're beautiful too countries. Um, well, we, uh, we're going to get here to the end a little bit. Um, last couple of questions for you. Is there any other future trends you see maybe for your industry or for your organization somewhat? Sure. The future trends are, uh, apart from all these, uh, um, let's say, the, the, the aerospace uh, uh, technologies uh, and the dual uh, application of uh, of, of these technology in other uh, areas, the hydrogen, so all uh, the question of energy. But of course, uh, I underline again that uh, we need new skills and not only those uh, technical skills which are needed in order to uh, compete at uh, with high-tech uh enterprises we need also those soft skills like and you have it in in the states uh you have those uh, serial entrepreneurs uh we do not we do not and we cultivate them uh even if uh, we are creating a lot of accelerator uh, we work we are working a lot on startups uh and innovation apps in different sectors but I really believe that uh, um, the, 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 the center is always the person. So we have to concentrate more on uh, trying to, uh, to upskill or reskill people and also to uh, give the right impor- importance to those soft skills which are effectively needed. I understand now that often the entrepreneurs are looking for employees who are not necessarily very expert in a certain area, but who are uh, able to uh, understand fast and to uh, behave in a complex uh, uh, organization 
which is an ent enterprise, and to work uh, uh, or alone or together with other workers in, in harmony. So I think that we should also take much more in consideration those soft skills than uh, only the technical one. Yeah, you know, and it's funny, too, that um, we have all those same uh, issues <laughs> in America. So I think you're right. I think we have way more in common with you as we transform into this new economy. And you sort of already answered part of this question, Roberta, but it's um, what other advice would you give yourself now if you're going, if you're just getting out of high school, uh, where would, what, what, what career would you tell yourself to get into today? To to me or to yeah. no, if you were if you were like if you were seventeen right now, graduated from high school, what would you tell yourself? If I were seventeen, I would suggest to me to make more effort in order to discover and follow my talent. So investing my time and energies on it, something that I'm not sure I did, for example, and never forget. Never forget, and this is what I, something that I did, to be open, open to innovation, open to uh, go out from our comfort zone, if you feel able to do it, because not everybody is able to do it, and be ready to change your path. And not to stick to an idea that you had of your future, but uh, uh, be uh, more self-confident, but not arrogant. And this is something that I often say to me, and I try to, <laughs> try to transmit it to my sons, and try to be happy and make people happy. This is uh, another very important thing that we often forget. Yeah, I wanted to uh, thank you again, because I know you stayed up late for this, and I think you missed a good dinner maybe. And uh, but we appreciate uh, you, Roberta Galeolio. <laughs> I think yes, I still messed it up. Better than before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me five more times and I'll get it. Uh, but you are the director for Eureta, which is the European Association of Development Agencies. You have a very challenging job, but it's also a really fascinating and fantastic job. And anything we can do in Michigan to help you, uh, you know, progress. I told you before, if you want me to help you with some podcast ideas, you just let me know. And I hope that we stay in contact with each other. But thank you, Roberta. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. And let's think about this project of making podcasts of uh, European RDAs and uh, to transmit their experience uh, on your channels. Thank you so much. Well, it has well, been a pleasure. Make sure you join us next week where our guest will be Adam Tomasek. He is the Managing Director and Deputy for the Private Sector Relationships Experience at USA. The Michigan Opportunity is brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org forward slash radio to put your plans in motion.